we have so much to celebrate this All Saints Sunday. The Reverend Dr. Armas visiting from Guatemala, talk more about that in a bit, installing new daughters into the Daughters of the King, and All Saints itself. It's a very special time here at St. Peter's. And of course, the start of Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> I mean, sure, it's nice to get that extra hour of sleep, but I don't know about you, I'm not too crazy about it getting dark at five in the afternoon. All Saints is one of only two feast days we celebrate here at St. Peter's where we significantly change the look of the nave where we're gathered. Only today and on Christmas. That's it. It speaks to how special All Saints is to this congregation. These banners that are all around us are a wonderful reminder of the saints that go before us and a reminder of the saints to follow. As you know, in the Christian calendar, Christmas and Easter get all the attention, probably deservedly so, focused on the birth and death and resurrection of our Savior. But I think All Saints is right up there with them. It, too, is a day of celebration of a death and a resurrection. It's when we take a break from the long season we call ordinary time and step into a thin space where the division between heaven and earth is a little more porous. The saints are a little closer as they gather around us as we celebrate together this morning. Now, no less than the 1662 Book of Common Prayer, which is one of the Rosetta Stones of prayer books for all Anglicans, says that All Saints stands for, quote, the unity of Christians of all ages, countries, and races in Christ, and the perfection of that unity in heaven. The unity of Christians of all ages, countries, and races in Christ and the perfection of that unity in heaven. The perfection of that unity in heaven. All Saints is more than anything about unity, about connection. Today we welcome Dr. Armas, and thank you, Padre, for being here. Gracias muchísimo por haber visitado. We take advantage of this visit to reflect on our medical mission in Guatemala, which has been going on since 2008. We just heard a great recap of it prior to this, and it's an amazing, amazing mission. It is truly God's work that he's doing down there. Now you think about it, it's, it's kind of a strange connection. This little church here in Conway, Arkansas, and the remote villages of Western Guatemala, of all places in the world that we could have mission. But it's right that we celebrate that connection with Guatemala on this day on All Saints, because our work there, more than anything, is about connection. I realize most of us have not had the opportunity to travel to Guatemala to be a part of this mission. Though if you have, you know how special it is. And what I love most is that we go not as missionaries, with their emphasis on proselytizing and conversion, but as healers and as friends. We work with nearly 500 patients a week during our visits. And what's interesting is that more often than not, we're the ones being healed. Father Michael McCain at St. Mark's tells the story of how he realized how superficial so much of his daily worries were as he witnessed the sheer joy and laughter of the people we serve in Guatemala. Despite extreme poverty, health issues, food insecurity, there's always, always, always smiles and laughter. Always. On Friday, uh, Dr. Armas called that the joy of Jesus 
el gozo de Jesús. And I just think that's a wonderful thing and that we see in the smiles. And if you look in the photos in the lobby today, everybody's smiling. They're connected, like we all do on All Saints Sunday. We connect with the saints in Guatemala. We're linked together by our baptisms into the greater communion of saints. We connect with the saints who've gone before us, resting in the assurance that they are at peace, that they are with God. Today, All Saints Sunday, you might say we view existence through the perspective of eternity. We reflect on those saints who come before us, whose examples we hope to follow. We reflect on the saints alive today, like those sitting next to us, like our friends in Guatemala. And finally, we reflect on the saints who follow us. We're all connected. We are connected through our covenant of baptism. As we pass through the waters of baptism, we are buried with Christ in his death. So we might be raised with him. What if we imagined, I wonder, the baptismal font, not the grave, as our gateway to eternal life? Does it mean we could start tasting the delicious wonders of salvation here and now, and not just in some distant future? I think so. You see, the eternal life that Christ makes available for us is not reserved to some end times future, but is available to us today in the salvation that Christ inaugurated some 2,000 years ago. If only we believed that. Imagine how our world would shift if we believed, if we truly believed in our salvation and in our resurrection. Now, if you're like me, you probably have some vague notion of the resurrection, none unlike Sister Martha that we heard from in today's Gospel reading. In the scene preceding today's passage, Martha has met Jesus on the road and sort of scolds him. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. It's interesting that Mary says the same thing today, and Jesus weeps. Jesus is there in both cases. God is there in both our difficult times as well as when we may be angry with God. When Jesus tells Martha that Lazarus will rise again, she replies, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And that's kind of our general understanding of it, right? That we die, spend some unknown amount of time asleep, and then boom, the resurrection. But Jesus says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, though they die, will live. Like with Lazarus, the wall between life and death is, in Christ, a little less solid a lot more fluid, because he is the resurrection and the life. Those of us who've lost loved ones often say something like, I still talk to them, or I know they're nearby. I know I still sometimes hear Lillian Petroselli setting me straight on something, or another when I've, uh, when I've gotten out of line. And I can't read my Old Testament without hearing Kevin McKay say something like, well, in my translation, in the Tanakh, they're there, they're present. The point is, today of all days, we can trust that they are there. They are with us, just as we will be with the saints that follow. And today I'm asking us to believe, to really believe in the resurrection. Not in some distant, ungraspable future, but somehow, through some mystery we don't understand, 
here with us now. Somehow we're connecting across time and space. Again, that 1662 prayer book. All Saints is the unity of Christians of all ages, countries, and races in Christ and the perfection of that unity in heaven at the same time. It's about unity and connection. Imagine what our world would be if we really, really believed in the resurrection here and now. That this life is not some waiting room where we bide our time to try to play nice to each other while waiting for heaven. But salvation is somehow here and now. If we believe that, what might change? I think there might be fewer guns around because I don't think people would be so fearful for their lives. Nations might disappear. Remember, unity of all ages, countries, and races in Christ? Along with racism and all the other isms. I think it might be easier to love our neighbor since we're not so anxious about our and their salvation. In his immortal song, Imagine, John Lennon famously calls for a world without religion, without a heaven. He imagines a nationless world, no war, no greed, no hunger, all the people living life in peace. Far from being a dreamer, it sounds like a world, to me, that believes in the resurrection, here and now. And it's no wonder, it's no wonder that the evil forces of the world, the Satans that literally bedevil us day in and day out, they don't want us to trust in the resurrection because that would really mess up their game. Imagine how we might live differently if we truly believed in the resurrection. Not just that, if we truly lived a resurrection life right now. A resurrection life inaugurated by Christ as the resurrection and the life and joined with us in our baptism. Think about how we would live differently. We would live as though the eternal were now because God is. We would live as though death has no power over our days because it doesn't. We, live, we would live in connection with our neighbors, all our neighbors, and with all the saints who are here with us right here and right now. We would live as though we belong to God because we do. The opening of today's psalm says as much. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. The earth is the Lord's. Today, All Saints Day, I urge us to try to live a resurrection life, to live fearlessly, to love our neighbors, our neighbors in Guatemala, our neighbors here in Conway, our neighbors we might even not like that much. Yeah, maybe especially them. To live as though we belong to God because we do. Let's live alongside the saints who come before us, the saints around us right now, and the saints to follow. Let's live the resurrection life. Amen.